0: I Thank Tommy Moffat and his strength staff for a tremendous job this summer. We couldn't ask for a better strength coach and a better strength staff than we have with Tommy Moffat and our football team. We've had a great summer. Our coaches have had a great summer. Oh, we're ready to go. It won't be long. Um, we're excited about our 2019 class. We feel that we have a very good class coming in. Two players already there, Derek Stingley and Apu Aika, starting on our football team already. Both of those guys are tremendous players. Cardell Thomas, who's the number one guard in the country, who stayed committed to us and was the leader of our recruiting class, is going to have a chance to compete to start at left guard. We have two excellent running backs in Tyron Davis and John Emory. Those guys are elite backs. Uh, They're going to play this year. They're going to compete. Trey Palmer, one of the fastest guys in the country, is going to add to our already deep wide receiver core. Marcel Brooks is going to be an excellent player along with the rest of the class. So we're excited to see this, this guy first time we can coach most of these guys in camp, we're going to give them a chance to compete and to play. I look forward to fall camp, I will block out the noise statement is going to be there again this year uh, last year there was negativity people didn't know what type of football team we were going to have they were talking about this talking about that now this year they say we're going to have a really good football team and i do believe we're going to have a really good football team but we have to get back to work we have to get back to the true grit and the fundamentals that it takes in camp and block out the noise and i know our team's going to do that with tremendous leadership On offense, we went to the spread. We hired Joe Brady. He came from the Saints, a very talented coach. Uh, He spent some time at Penn State where he learned the RPOs, the run pass options, and he has been a game changer for our staff. He and Steve Insminger worked together. Wonderful. Steve Insminger has done a great job for us as offensive coordinator. I expect those two to run a very prolific offense. Uh, Led by Joe Burrow, Uh, this is Joe's type of offense. Joe is a a dual threat quarterback. Uh, We could not run Joe as much as we wanted to last year. We ran him at Texas A&M, ran him towards the end of the year. Miles Brennan was hurt. Now Miles Brennan is healthy. So we're going to do a lot more running with Joe this year, and I know he's going to fit in well with this offense. Uh, Miles Brennan is up to 212 pounds. We're going to play him in significant times this year I want him to be ready I want him to act like he's a starter we think that he's going to be an excellent quarterback and we also have Peter Parrish at quarterback right there offensive line returns four starters uh, we feel like we're going to be very solid there. We have to improve on our pass protection. I know we will. Probably the strength of our offense is going to be our wide receiver core, led by Justin Jefferson, a fantastic route runner. Uh, he, he and Jamar Chase are two outstanding football players, along with Terrence Marshall, who is coming along to his own, was one of the best uh, wide receivers coming out of high school. And uh, we have Stefan Sullivan, who's a six-six receiver. We can use him at receiver inside or at tight end. I talked about Tyrone and John at, at uh, running back, along with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, along with Lenard Fournette and Chris Curry, so we're going to be very solid there. On defense, I talked about it all day today. I think this is the best group of white, uh, uh, defensive backs I've ever coached, and that's 35 years of coaching. I'm talking about a collective group led by Grant Delbert, who I believe is the best player in the, in the country coming back on defense. Uh, Christian Fulton's coming back from an injury. He's one of the top cornerbacks in the SEC, if not in America. Derek Stingley is going to be a phenomenal player. Jacoby Stevens, who was a great athlete out of Tennessee, is coming back. And then we have Kerry Vincent, who ran a 10 0, meters one of the fastest guys in the country. At linebacker, we've got to replace Delvin White. Uh, he's a, I don't know how you replace that guy. the a buckets award winner, but we have three great linebackers, Michael Divinity move from outside linebacker, then Jacob Phillip and Patrick Queen are going to start for the fighting position – start position there. We have four returning starters on the defensive front. It all starts up front. We have Caleb Monchasson back. We're excited about him. He's our best pass rusher. Rashard Lawson returning for his senior year, Brady for <laughs> And Glenn Logan, all those guys have started. So we have a rotation. We're going to attack up front, make more plays in the backfield. On special teams, I'm excited by Greg McMahon. Uh, Greg has done a tremendous job for us as our special teams coordinator. We have to replace Cole Tracy, who was a tremendous asset to our football team last year. But we have a young man named Cade York who has a very strong leg. He's very active. We look forward to seeing him. Avery Acton's kicked 90% of his kickoffs into the end zone. Uh, Zach Van Rosenberg, Josh Garland is coming back. at. at So, we're very, very excited about that. We think that we have a very, very strong special teams coming back. Blake Ferguson has been our deep snapper for four years, a great young man. Any questions? All
1: right, thank you, Coach. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll have Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah get a microphone to you. and going to start right over here on our left-hand side, Olin.
0: Olin Buchanan with TaxAgs.com, Coach, uh, at the spring meetings, you said that it was going to be a, a hell of a week when A&M comes to LSU. <laughs> what, what's going to be different, do you think, about y'all's approach uh, this year as in previous years? I think, you know, that's the way last year's game ended uh, added something to the rivalry. I think it's it's a game that I'm going to be looking forward to, that our players are looking forward to. Obviously, it's at the end of the year. I think that it's going to – mean a lot to where we go and where we're going to stand on the season. Uh, obviously, we felt that we should have won that game three or four times, but that's that's done. Uh, there are some things that we could have done better in that game, but we're going to work very hard to fix that.
1: All right, we'll go down here on our left front row. Ron? Yeah, at uh, Ron Higgins, TigerDetails.com. I know you're not thrilled a lot of times with Joe Burrow running the ball and trying to take on – you know, a tackler has run over people, but how has his physicality affected your offense, and then the way they approach things?
0: Yeah, I, I, I do believe that Joe. If we let him would run, the, run into a brick wall uh, no matter what it took. He's that tough as a, he has a linebacker mentality. We are going to use him on the quarterback runs, quarterback draws, but we're going to be careful how many times we run him a game. But it does add another element to our offense, but we still want to be physical. We have some physical backs. LSU is always going to be physical. We want to be 50-50 and run the football.
1: Coach, we'll go right down here in front of us, front row. Good afternoon, Coach O. DJ Jones with Sports Visions Radio and TV. Uh, Tommy Robinson and uh, Peter Parish from our Nick of the yep. woods, Columbus, Georgia. Uh, first of all, Tommy uh, Robinson is your assistant head coach. Will you uh, ex- share with us uh, how – much you depend on him or how much you go to him for uh, his, his opinions and also Peter Parrish. You mentioned him. Yeah. I know Joe is your quarterback, but yeah.
0: do you do you expect uh, yeah. Peter to get action this year? Yeah, well, Peter Parrish won a state championship in Alabama. In fact, we got the state championship quarterback in Alabama, the state championship quarterback in Louisiana, and the state championship quarterback in Mississippi. So we got a lot of state championship quarterbacks, and so we should be good there. But uh, I do believe Peter's going to be a great quarterback for us, and uh, he fits in. Uh, our our run pass option offense, does a great job, a great family. Tommy Robinson's an outstanding man. You couldn't find a better man than Tommy Robinson. He's very instrumental to our program.
1: Okay, we're going to go over here to our right, Coach, on the near aisle. Right here. Reiner uh, Saban with AL.com. Uh, how important was it for you to get Devonta Lee uh, to commit and come yeah. to LSU uh, from A-meet and yeah. just from an optics standpoint? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, really, it's, it, it, it's, it's a battle, obviously, a battle especially from that area. And uh, we feel that we got the best player on that team. And uh, Devonte Lee had a great uh, uh, state championship game. He played offense. He played defense. He's a great young man, and again, he wanted to come to LSU. His family. He wanted. To, uh, they wanted to be there. He never wavered. He went to take a couple of visits. Uh, we felt that he's a high character young man. He's going to have a great career. But it does mean something that we got a player out of a to come to LSU. It's a very fertile area, as you know. We'll go over here on the
1: left, on the second row, Bob. Uh, hey, Ed, uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas Democrat. Is that, how would you assess your, your two plus seasons at LSU so far? Do you think this will be your best team?
0: And do you feel like you guys are ready to challenge Alabama in the West? Yeah. yeah well, first of all, uh, you know, last year I felt that we, we had a good season. I and mean, we were two plays away from being 12 and 1. Uh, and uh, we got to expound on that this year. Uh, we cannot make the mistakes that we made against Florida. Uh, we had opportunities to win the game at Texas A&M. There, those are two things that we need to look at. Now, we had some big wins. Uh, Auburn was a big win. Miami was a big win. Georgia was a big win. Those those were big wins. We, not, we did not play well against Alabama. Now, we have to go on the road and play them again. We have a very tough schedule this year, uh, we, but we have a good football team, and uh, we, we should be able to answer the bell.
1: All right. We'll stay down front here along the aisle, Drew. Drew Yarmen, WZZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Coach, I know you had a really good relationship with uh, Pete Jenkins, both at USC and LSU, and now you've brought John Robinson in as a
0: consultant. What have both of those guys meant to you as far as helping you develop yeah. as a head coach? The mentors, you know, I always use them. Uh, like with Pete, when Pete was with me, you know, hey Pete, what would y'all do in this situation? Uh, how did y'all practice? How did y'all prepare for this? And he was able to come in my office and just talk to me like he and I would talk with a lot of trust. The same thing with John Robinson. Uh, John Robinson, he's 82 years old. He's healthy. He's in good shape. Uh, he's going to be a consultant. He's going to be around. He's going to be in our meetings. He'll go to practice. He can't coach the players. But he can talk to the coaches, hey, this is what we did in this situation. So those guys are invaluable to have around. Coach, we're going to go over to the right, the second row. Scooter
1: Hobbs, uh, scooter, Lake Charles, American Press. Uh, you you keep threatening to go to this upbeat spread offense, and a lot of schools, and I, I'm taking you at your word this time. But a lot of schools that do that have trouble maintaining the kind of defense you've gotten used to. Yeah. How do you go out against that? And yeah. do you kind of have to grade your defense on the curve against yeah. that type of offense?
0: Well, first of all, we're going to run the spread offense. It's in It's in the playbook. I've seen the playbook, so it's not a threat, Scooter. I promise you that. We're going we're gonna to run it. But you do bring up a point uh, that uh, there is some physicality that you lose from going two tight ends or two backs and running a power game that your defense has to practice against. We're going to – we will still have some 21 personnel, some 12 personnel to where when we have to get physical to run the football in short yardage situations so our defense can still see that. But you bring up a good point.
1: right, Coach, we'll go in the center section, four rows back, right in front of me. Hey, Coach. Jeffrey Winborn with the Daily
0: Mountain Eagle. Um, Joe Burrow
1: finished the season strong last year against Central Florida. Uh, how do you coach him to carry that momentum
0: over into 2019, and how's his progression looked going from year one in the program to year two? Yeah. Well, first of all, we, at this time last year, we didn't have Joe. Uh, he was on the football team. We didn't know who our quarterback was going to be. All I did was see him run spreads. Uh, he won the job. He won the team over. I think the Georgia game was a turnaround game for him uh, that uh, the team started believing, you know, the quarterback won, won, could win the big game. The difference is that we've had Joe all spring. He's been with his teammates. He throws on their own. they practice on their own. He sees them work. He knows them. He knows his teammates in and out. He knows the offensive line. This guy is a tremendous leader. And I said it before, he reminds me of Bobby Eber, a quarterback that I played with who was a tremendous football player that had all the intangibles of a leader. Joe's very tough. Uh, Joe's going to lead by example. His team believes in him. We, we expect him to have a great year.
1: Coach, we'll go right here in front of us in the front row. Hey, Coach, John Freire from WAOC in St. Augustine. Let me ask you the other Joe, Joe Brady, who yep. you touched on when you first started. When did you make the decision to reach out to him, bring him over, and how will he gel with Joe Burrow? Does this
0: spread attack uh, favor Joe Burrow more since he came from Ohio State and is kind of familiar with it? Well, uh, when he came over last summer, we had the Saints come in and talk to us about the red zone package, empty package, and then we asked Joe to come on over and talk about uh, the RPOs. He did a tremendous job, right? a big time job. And I always wanted to Saints passing game and run the RPOs. So it was a natural fit. Uh, Jerry Sullivan was our wide receiver coach. He came in in November, told me that uh, he was retired, which was very honorable of him. He did a great job for us. I immediately talked to Joe Brady, and uh, Greg McMahon's on my staff. We called Pete Carmichael, called Coach Payton. Uh, He asked me not to talk to him until the season was over, but as soon as the season was over, we brought him in and hired him, and he's been phenomenal ever since.
1: All right, Coach, we'll go over to our left about three-quarters of the way back. Mike? Yeah, Mike Bianchi,
0: Orlando Sentinel coach. A lot of SEC fans seem to think that UCF maybe was getting a little too big for their britches last year. What did it mean to you guys to win that big bowl game, and what sort of response have you gotten from your SEC brethren? Well, it meant a lot for us, first of all, to win ten games. Uh, to win a New Year's Day Six Bowl. We had a lot of respect for Central Florida. They they, 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 were, they were feisty, man. They, they, they had an attitude about themselves. And uh, they were, no wonder they won 25 games. They had some darn good football players. They were well coached, and they fought I knew they was going to fight to end. They took an onside kick for us to recover to win the football game. So we had a lot of respect for them. I don't know if they got too big for their britches or not. That's not, not for me to say. I thought it was a tough, hard-fought ball game.
1: All right, Coach, we'll go to the center section right in front of me about three-quarters of the way back.
0: Coach, T-Bob Hebert here, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Uh, Obviously a lot of focus on the offensive side of the ball, but there's some room for improvement on the defensive side as well, and you have a lot of talent returning, as you said. So, what are the areas that you see defensively that you can see the biggest strides? Yeah, first of all, we gave up 167 yards rushing the game. That is not championship football, that's not LSU football. So we have to stop the run. There's no question that we need to get better in tackling, gap fits, schemes, tackles for loss, whatever it may take for us to stop the run, okay? Next of all, we need to put pressure on the quarterback with a four-man rush. It was not good last year. Dave had to do a lot of different things that really shouldn't have to do at LSU. We should be able to rush four guys, win one-on-ones. Then we need to do a better job in two-minute offense and a better job of preventing the deep ball. We didn't do a good enough job and sometimes of letting them throw the ball over our head. So those are all things that we need to improve. But, you know, you need to go back to tackling. You need to go back to turnovers. You need to go back to discipline and effort. That's what it's going to take to be a great defense.
1: Coach, will go to our right here alongside the aisle about midway back. Coach, uh, Price Everett from Alabama News Center here in Birmingham. Uh, you talk a lot about wanting to have a
0: culture of true grit and physical football with your team. What do you do to instill those values into your players and keep it going throughout the entire season? Yeah, you know, lead by example. You know, first of all, a recruiting character means a lot to us, uh, and that weighs in a bunch. If uh, we're going out and recruiting, there's too many red flags, we're not going to take a young man. We feel that we have recruited some great – talent with great character, and that means a lot. Second of all, the way we practice, the way we act, the things that we do on a daily basis, our guys get tested. We call it the Ponderosa where we practice. We go out in the Ponderosa, we go out ones against ones, and you're going to play against a good football player every day, and you're going to find out who you are. And it's going to take character, it's going to take grit to go through our practice schedule in, in, the, in the fall to create a great atmosphere to have a championship football team. And that's my job to do that, and it comes natural.
1: Coach, we'll go to the center all the way in the back. Ed, Wilson Alexander from The Advocate, going into year three here, how do you think you've evolved as a head coach and how do you think that prepares yeah. you to lead a team with so much expectation on it this year?
0: Yeah, well, I'm a lot more comfortable being the head coach at LSU. I, I do believe that we have our players in. Uh, I do believe last year was a pivotal year, as we all know for us. Uh, we proved that we can win. Uh, having a 10-win season is good. It's not great. It puts us in position to take the next step at LSU, what LSU deserves, and I understand that. I do believe I have a lot better staff today than I ever had. I have guys that are experts at the position, the guys that understand the expectations of myself and LSU. I believe we have returning quarterback means a lot to us. We still have to get better at the line of scrimmages. I'm not saying get better players. We need to perform better. We need to coach them better. These guys need to play well in order for us to win the championship, and I think that's where we need to make the biggest improvement on our team.
1: Hey, we'll stay in the center section, all again, the same area in the back.
0: Jimmy Ott, ESPN Radio Baton Rouge. Having a great recruiting class like you did in 2019 when Louisiana is so thick has been done before, but the 2020 class is getting a lot of, a lot of production across the whole country. Why is that happening? You know, we have connections, obviously. Uh, LSU has a national brand, and uh, we've had people from California approach us. As a Coach, we're interested in coming to LSU. I said, OK, good, we're going to recruit you. Uh, we – the first time I had going up in the Baltimore, D.C. area, I've seen other schools recruiting that area. So I went up there myself and we have three guys from that area maybe get four or five. It's a very fertile area. But I think the biggest thing, Jimmy, is LSU has a national brand, but SEC is the hot ticket now, especially the SEC West players want to come, they want to compete at the best. They see our games, they see our schedule, they see the draft. The people that are getting developed the most is coming out of our league. They want to be a part of it.
1: Coach, we'll go over to our right alongside the wall. Hey Coach, uh, Travis Brown, Brian College Station Eagle. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Scott Woodward hire and how has that relationship been so far?
0: Yeah, Scott's been phenomenal. You know, he's from Louisiana. Uh, We met at first, we didn't know each other. I met him once or twice. And then he came in and uh, checked out our recruiting and uh, loved it and loved what we were doing. Uh, he is uh, one of the best athletic directors I've been around so far. Uh, he's the most knowledgeable I've been around forever in, in recruiting. He is into recruiting and you every player on our board. In fact, he gave me a couple of players. Uh, he has some great evaluation tips. Uh, he knows the game. Uh, he is giving me everything I need as the head football coach to be successful at LSU. He's going to work his tail off to make sure that we have everything that we need to win championships, and that's all you can ask an athletic director. To me, he's been phenomenal. Our relationship right now is phenomenal.
1: We'll go our aisle to the right, all the way in the back. Coach O, Rex Castillo from WRBL. Just can you talk about uh, Peter Parrish, the quarterback that you got from Phoenix City, and just how he's been able to adjust to LSU's culture?
0: Yeah, first of all, I tell you real quick, Peter came to camp and we didn't offer him and he left and I couldn't sleep that night and I woke up at 6 o'clock that morning, I had a staff meeting and said, we got to offer this young man. And uh, we text texted mama, Give us a call, he called us back. They were about to enter another camp at another school and we offered him a scholarship and he came. Uh, Peter's been great. Obviously, we can't coach him with a ball in his hand right now, so we don't know. Uh, I look forward to in August In August, uh, coaching Peter. Uh, he's a championship, state championship quarterback in Alabama. We think he's going to have a great career for us.
1: Okay, we'll stay in the center section over here in the back. Yeah, Ed Brooks, Cabina from The Advocate. Um, both coaches earlier today have spoken about the NCAA transfer portal. I mean, from your perspective, how much has that changed the game in roster management from both ends? Yeah. And, yeah, Joe Burrow as a transfer before. no, he wasn't in the portal. But, you know, just going on, what are the challenges on both ends of that? How much has it changed yeah. the game?
0: Yeah. First of all, I'm against it. And that doesn't matter if I'm against it or not. I think that certain people are going to transfer. But I think that most uh, young men ought to try to stick it out. And there's four or some guys that uh, that enter the transfer portal and have nowhere to go, and uh, they gave up an education. I don't think that's right. I think that they should limit the time in which a, a young man can transfer. Uh, it should be after spring ball. It should be after he completed a spring semester. He should be eligible before he entered the transfer portal. It should be about a week and give them a decision and let them go. So. Those are the things I think that ought to be changed. I don't know if they're going to be changed. That's my own personal opinion. Uh, But you have to be ready. Uh, Roster management is important, especially with your 25 initials. We talk talk about it at SEC Coaches to make some moves, to change some things, to enable us to get 85 back. I think that's going to be an ongoing process. Coach, we'll go over here on the left side of the wall.
1: Hey, Coach, uh, Jacques Doucet, WAFB. Uh, Coach, you've got some great leaders, great people on the defensive line, Fajoco, Lawrence,
0: Logan. Is it just a matter of them getting a little more nasty this year to to win those those bigger games in the trenches? You know, uh, first of all, I'm going to be a lot more involved in coaching the defensive line this year than I ever been, and uh, that's something that I know we can do well. We're going back to an attack defensive line. We're going to be more of a four-man defensive line, a stunning defensive line, uh, causing tackles in the backfield, getting a better quarterback rush. So this is going to enable these guys. We're going to make some slight adjustments on how we play with the guys, but it's going to be more of a freestyle attack, getting in the backfield, making plays. I think you're going to see that with those guys.
1: We're going to go right here in front in the front row. Joe Bombo, SB Nation Radio. Obviously, he has big shoes to fill, but what are some of the tributes that you're
0: seeing from Michael Divinity? Yeah, uh, Michael's a leader. He's a vocal leader. He's tough. Uh, He's able to key and diagnose. He has a great awareness. He can see the play happening before the snap. He studies, Uh, it's his senior year, it means a lot to him. Michael wants to have a great year, he wants to win, he wants to be an NFL football player, he's very motivated, strong, physical, probably one of our tougher players. So uh, all those things, uh, that's what you want in a great linebacker.
1: Hey coach, we're going to go back over to our right side, all the way in the back. Coach, Raymond Parch with 103.7 The Game in Lafayette. Tyler Shelvin is a player that you've been able to develop, work on his weight in particular last year, and you
0: got some playing time. How key will he be this year, and how is his development continuing to progress? Yeah, Tyler's down to a slim 340 now. He came to us at about 380 pounds. Tyler's worked very hard this summer. Uh, he's worked hard on his eligibility. He's worked hard on the football field. Tommy Moffat has, has given him some uh, some good some good reviews. And, uh, you know, last year with Apu Aika in, uh, Tyler and Apu have been— competing for the starting position. I think that helped Tyler. He had to compete a little bit more. I, I think you are going to see both of them play. Tyler may be a starter. Oppo may be a starter. We're going to decide that after the camp, but you're going to see him play a lot. He played a lot better towards the end of the year. Last year, we learned how to play with his weight down.
1: Coach, we'll go down here on our left. Second row, Bob. Ed, kind of, kind of follow-up on the transfer question. I think Joe's going to be one of four, maybe five. A graduate transfers that will start quarterback in this league. What, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a trend that's going to continue? And do you understand yeah. why so many quarterbacks transfer? When, yeah. You know, obviously you can't play three that's quarterbacks. Right.
0: So, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm for the graduate transfer rule. I think that's, you know, you graduated, it, it, if the situation don't fit you, you got one year to go, go play football. And I think, you know, Joe's a great example. Cole Tracy's is a great example. I think that you're going to see it with the quarterbacks. Obviously, you can only play one. And especially if a quarterback has one year left and he's not going to play, he should be afforded the opportunity to go play somewhere.
1: All right, we have time for one more question if anyone's got a final question. All right, Coach, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, guys. Go Tigers.